Kreusor, welcome to Recovery Now Radio, which is brought to you in conjunction with Adveriad Recovery and Living Room Cardiff. Adveriad Recovery is a registered charity offering specialist support to those with co-occurring substance misuse and mental health conditions. Living Room Cardiff provides ongoing support and aftercare as a community-based recovery centre that has an all-addictions approach, including gambling, alcohol, drugs, both prescribed and illicit, sex, eating disorders, gaming, etc., or any other harmful behaviour. We welcome anyone who needs confidential support in taking those first important steps towards change and recovery. Family members and friends are also catered for. For further details, please see the Adveriad Recovery website, www.adveriad.org.uk and www.livingroom-cardiff.com. Thank you so much. Welcome to Recovery Now Radio. Let's recover together. Persecution, you must fear. Win and lose, you've got to get your share. Got your mind set on a dream. You can get it, the hardest may seem now. Recovery Now Radio, coming to you from the living room and our very out. Welcome to Recovery Now Radio, coming to you from the living room and at Veriad. My name is Joe, and our guest today is Luca. Hi, Luca, how are you? Hi, yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm very well today. It's uh, not too bad, the weather, and we've got a nice bit of recording coming up. Hooray. <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> let's do that. Let's let's get into your first song then, which is Slip Into Your Skin by Patrick Watson. Why did you choose that one? Well, I um, I chose it because it reminds me of how I have a tendency to get a bit high in the sky sometimes and, and get quite carried away. And it reminds me that, you know, you need people to sometimes, you need people to ground you sometimes. And it's yes. important to not do this on your own. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm so sunshine. Of fall trees Cause everybody needs somebody Leave on the ground 
That was Slip Into Your Skin by Patrick Watson. You're listening to Recovery Now Radio. Let's recover together. Luca, that was a very chilled song. I really enjoyed that. It's uh, set the tone for the recording today, I think. <laughs> well, I'm getting that feeling though, when you know, when you like you you have like songs that you really love, and then you show them to your friends, and then you feel kind of like, oh, I'm showing people my music. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I loved I'm- it. I, I, I'm glad you like it. I think a lot, a lot of my music is quite a lot like that at times. So I hope that's okay. <laughs> good, good. Um, um, so you've come in today to talk to us about your um, addiction problems with alcohol, drugs, and eating disorder and OCD. Before we start talking about that, could you tell us a little bit about what your childhood was like? As a child, I always felt like I didn't really fit in anywhere, you know? Quirky. I was always told I was quirky. Quirky's <laughs> good. Yeah, I think I was I was very very sensitive as a child as well, and you know I didn't have the greatest experience in school at times. Uh, I had like a lot of um, like big emotions <laughs> yeah. at the time that I didn't know how to cope with, and and I I just didn't yeah I I, felt, I always felt kind of it sounds really strange to say this because I don't want to say like oh, I'm so different but I did just kind of feel different. <laughs> you know yeah to everyone else I always kind of felt like I didn't really belong with people yeah well you're not alone Luca a lot of people that I've talked to during this radio station project have said the same thing and I certainly felt the same that I didn't fit in you know so you're definitely not alone there Mm. and I think I think I always felt like I wasn't very good at things and Mm. I wanted to be I want I, I felt like I needed to be good at things you know yeah um I'd compare myself a lot to people and that that I, I've recently that stuff comes on at a very well at a very young age, you know. Yeah. Like little things can trigger that in you, and you, you know. Yeah. What was your friendship group like? 
I was kind of a strange one. I was always, I was like one of those people that, like, I was bullied when I was younger, like at times. But I was also I also like I was kind of I knew everybody as well. Yeah. And I had and I had like my select very close friends, and that's still the case now. Really, I've got like a very few select close friends, but I. But I kind of fit in with everyone. I, I knew everyone. But I wasn't like a popular kid. A bit and of I a floater. Yeah. And I was friends <laughs> with like all the weirdos. I, I say weirdos. They're the best people. <laughs> you know what I mean? All yeah. the, uh, uh, like the people, I, I was, people that liked alternative music and, you know, yeah. things like that. And alternative, I was a skateboarder. People with substance, Luca. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say that, but yeah, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> But moving on to your next song Before we get into the nitty gritty of things It's Man Like You by Tom Meesh Why did you choose this one? I chose this one because it. I think I interpret songs in my own way I think we all interpret songs in our own ways we? And this song is kind of like Reminds me of an older A, a man talking to his child his, A childlike self Talking to his older self Yeah That's something I've been going through Okay By the sky By the flashing lights I knew a man Who got lost In the big dark blue And he came out alive I knew a boy I knew a man That looked a lot like you I knew a time that you could stand still beside Never rushing by I knew a place you'd go for your head to explode Into peace of mind I knew a boy, I knew a man that looked a lot like you I knew a time, I knew a place that felt a lot like you
by the sky By the flashing lights I knew a man who got lost in the big dark blue And that was Man Like You by Tom Meesh. You're listening to Recovery Now Radio. Let's recover together. Another chilled song. Excellent, Luca. Mm. Could you tell us about your first experiences with alcohol or drugs? I, I, you know, before I started drinking, the first time I, drank, I consumed alcohol, I was actually, I was 15 years old. Well, probably, you know, I think. Mm-hmm. And I was dating this girl. And at the time, the idea of a girl fancying me was absolutely it was beyond comprehensible, you know, it was like, wow, like I, this, somebody, you know, I didn't, I didn't like drinking at all. And, but I, I, you know, I wanted to fit in with this girl. So I, I got, I I drank a bottle of Strongbow in the park with her. And I, you know, I I jerked down the whole thing thinking it was like, I was fine. And then before I knew it, boom, I was really, really drunk. And it felt amazing at the time, you know, it was like, wow, okay. I, I can express my emotions. I can uh, yeah. say how I feel and it's okay. You know? Yeah. And it all kind of came out. And did then, it give you a bit of confidence? Yeah, it, it, it did. It, and it, and it, I didn't, you know, at first it was just like everyone else that you see that, you know, like drinking culture in Britain is so extreme and normalized and binge drinking. I mean, yeah. And, you know, I thought it was, uh, it gave me, yeah, confidence, and I and I thought, I, you know, I could speak to people, and uh, I felt comfortable. Yeah. Did it make you feel like you could fit in? Yeah, it made me feel like I could talk to people and connect with people, and I guess it gave me that. It was like it gave me that gateway, you know. Yeah. And then, yeah, I remember one time thinking, I prefer this version of myself. You know, this it all kind of goes away without this version of myself, and it, and it, I, I and thinking like this is how I have to be you know yeah how old were you when uh, drugs was a part of your story so drink drinking it, drugs sorry were they came in pretty late actually when I was probably about 23 20, 23 mm-hmm. 24 but I was always from a very young age I was always an all or nothing person so if I had a packet of biscuits it'd be gone in I wouldn't need just one it'd be the whole thing straight away yeah and it was the same with with drinking, it was the same with anything. But when when drug when drug drugs came in, it was I I'd almost got sick and tired of alcohol. Yeah, and I was I was like I, I just couldn't stand. I was like, is this all life is? You know. And then the drugs came in, and it opened up this completely new realm of reality. Essentially, you know, like this level of feeling good that I didn't know was there <laughs> at yeah. the time. Yeah, you know. Had you drunk quite a bit between the age of 15 and 23 then? I was a heavy drinker, yeah, numerous times a week. Not every day, but, you know, it was binge drinking numerous times a week to the point where yeah. it was it was detrimental to my well-being, you know. It, I thought that's what you had to do yeah. as an adult, you know. And I don't know about you, but um, it, it makes perfect sense to me when you when you find something you like why wouldn't you want more <laughs> logically it kind of makes sense doesn't it yeah well I was always that that kind of person that if I if I really liked something I would go full steam you know yeah. I jumped on the train and I wouldn't stop going mm-hmm. until the, like I, that was that was the case with skateboarding 
that was my drugs and alcohol until you know for for a long time and then I had some injury I had some injuries I was still kind of drinking landscaping at one point and then I had a bad injury and then it, it kind of the drinking alcohol became the what I believe to be the better solution at the time <laughs> yeah it's all fun and games until it's not isn't it that's it it's like do the pros outweigh the cons when the cons start outweighing the pros that's when you've got to have a look I think at what's yeah. going on and they were definitely outweighing the pros for me well let's have a look at your next song it's you and whose army by radiohead what inspires you with this song i want to say sorry it is another <laughs> low-key song <laughs> um but no it's I, i've battled i've battled it's an interesting take on the song i've battled a lot with negative thoughts and i guess i kind of relate this to the negative thoughts trying to take a beat me down mm-hmm. let's have a listen That was You and Who's Army by Radiohead. You're listening to Recovery Now Radio. Let's recover together. So, Luca, if you don't mind, can we stick to about your mid to late 20s then? 
when yeah. drugs and alcohol were definitely a part of your life. Can you mm -hmm. remember any of the consequences that came around because of that? It was, oh, um, gosh, a very, <laughs> this is a big list of consequences. <laughs> I, I guess I couldn't really pursue the things I wanted to do, you know? It was sort of all encompassing. Uh, I, I affected, you know, I, I, I hurt, I upset my family members, my mum, and she was really hurt, and my stepdad. I worried friends. This might sound selfish, but before you can worry about any of those, you have to worry about yourself. And I was definitely ruining my life. My mental health was really bad, and it was worsening that, you know. Yeah, I was, I was struggling with employment. I couldn't stick to things. I felt like I wasn't able, yeah, I just didn't have any belief in myself at all. And yeah. it was kind of the only, the only thing I could use to feel kind of good at the time, you know, it was, and I was using it to, you know, I wasn't able to deal with any emotions or things. I would just compulsively replace how I feel with, you know, that's what yeah. addiction is, I think, right? Yeah. Um, Sorry, go on. That's okay. I was going to say that sometimes with addiction, it gets to the point where you have to use to be able to feel normal. Did you find that was the case for you? Yeah. I felt like all, the, all of the things that I was scared of about myself and that I didn't want to look at would just disappear. Mm -hmm. And I would become this version of myself that I, 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 was, I felt like I needed to be. So I, I didn't feel like I was good. And that made me feel good, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I think, I think I had a deep longing for something. I didn't know what that longing was. It was, I was like searching for this thing. And I felt like I could never find that thing. Drugs and alcohol were like, no matter how much you search for the thing, you never find it, you know? Yeah. In that, in that, in that instance. Yeah, drugs and, drugs and alcohol kind of became that thing, I think. The, the gap, the hole that was missing, I think, you know? That's right, yeah. And it sounds a lot like escapism as well. Yeah, escapism from reality and from myself and from my feelings and the hardships of life. Yeah, just the daily stresses even. They become something massive, don't they? Yeah, and I, I had a very, I had a, ten, a tendency to avoid things that would put me under stress because I didn't feel like I was capable of dealing with those things. Mm-hmm. It's still a daily working pro process, progress, process. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? A yeah. work in progress. Progress. So it, it was like the easy for me. I don't want to put shame on it, but it was the easy route, you know? Yeah, easy sometimes it seems like the easier option. Yeah. Because initially it numbs you, but long term it's not the easier option, is it? No, and I and I remember the last day I, I decided to to stop drinking and doing doing anything. I was, you know, it was eight o'clock in the morning and I'd been up all, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I remember just almost like looking at myself and thinking, right, I've got two. Like it was almost like a fork in the road was kind of put in front of me, and it was like, mm -hmm. all right, which way, which way am I going to go? And at this point, I'd like just had my daughter, and uh, I guess she was kind of the the instigator for this, for my recovery. Yeah, sure. I, I remember looking and just thinking, if I go down, if I keep going down this road, it might, it's actually easier to stay, to carry on doing drugs and drinking. 
because you don't have to like look at yourself and that's the harder bit i think <laughs> or i can take the right sounds crazy but the right path you know the other side of the fork and yeah like that's the scary part but the place with the most rewards exactly. really yeah definitely well moving on to the next piece of music you chose i hope i'm gonna say this right claire de lune by rick wakeman is that right yeah this is just like a classical piano piece and i think for me i, I think it's really important to ground myself because i need to be grounded and classical music really helps me ground myself and i love piano music so i thought i would share that song and it Brilliant. also reminds me of my girlfriend as well, me and my girlfriend, so we, we both like this song. That was Claire de Lune by Rick Waitman. You're listening to Recovery Now Radio. Let's recover together. That tune sounds like a world away from uh, the drug and alcohol scene, doesn't it, Luca? <laughs> it's very, very nice. I mean, I, it's very calming. Yeah. And I need calmness in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to move on to um, your problems with an eating disorder and after that, a little bit about your OCD. Is it okay to talk about that with you? Of course, yeah, uh, yeah. gladly. Yeah, when gladly did your from... eating disorder start then? Well, I, I, like I mentioned kind of a bit earlier in the 
on the show that about when I when I was very young, I would have a packet of biscuits and it would just be like the whole thing. Not I wouldn't just have one. Uh, there was like a, a lack of moderation, and I th- I think for a long time I wasn't aware that it was kind of like an eating disorder because you know I thought I really like this food, which is true. Like it made it made me feel good, the same as <laughs> the same in the same way as which like alcohol and drugs and basically anything. You know, outside of yourself can yeah it started probably when I was very young maybe like five years old I'd say six years old I always had this fear of of weight gain and mm-hmm. I still do sometimes and I would find my you know like OCD and eating disorders I think they kind of linked in some ways as well because I would like compulsively check OCD involves a lot of checking mm-hmm. and I would like check my weight check my body image in the, which is it sounds kind of almost narcissistic or vain but it's more of a deep-rooted fear I think and it was excessive with the eating disorder I couldn't even though that was the case I still couldn't control myself and it was like this fear of being out of control yeah I think it's all about control isn't it it's, and yeah. I guess I guess with food to a large extent it's something you can control yeah yeah of course you can control it and I think you can learn to accept yourself and realize that you don't need to be perfect. And I think a lot of OCD and eating disorders, uh, they are very much in line with perfectionism. Mm-hmm. You know, so perfectionism is like, well, you, you feel like you need to be perfect. You have this fantastical idea of perfection. No one can meet that. So, so yeah, so I, and, and when, with the eating disorder, it's almost when it, it, it can come in times in my life when I'm stressed or I feel vulnerable maybe, or I don't know, I'm, I feel like, yeah, like you said about my life's going out of control. And it's almost like, I feel like this demon takes over me. It's not at all pleasant. And, and I remember, you know, from a young age, friends would joke, you know, even just joke about me being fat because I would eat a lot. And then I, you know, I, I harbor a lot of shame because of that, I think. It became, it was just a, it's just a huge fear of mine. And I, and I remember I would always be the one to eat a lot of ice cream or a lot of, you know. Sugar um, stuff. Su- yeah. Sugar stuff, yeah. Because, you know, that targets that part of your brain, you know, the dopamine part of your brain as well. Yeah. So it makes you feel good quickly. So, yeah, food was always, was a tough one for me in my life. Yeah. Because it's so accessible as well. You know, yeah, food is, everyone yeah. eats. Oh, go on, have a minute. It's the same as alcohol in a way, but it's, you know, different different thing as well like you know have oh don't be silly just have some ice cream or have a cake you know yeah. and you're like where do I draw the line like has your issues with eating followed you along with uh, your alcoholism throughout your life then yeah so I remember thinking when when I'd, I'd, I'd always try and stop drinking you know like I'd always say I'm stopping drinking and then maybe like try and stop then I would end up just like eating loads instead and replacing it, it, one for the other yeah and thinking why aren't can't I? There's always got to be this one thing, you know. And it still is a bit like that for me sometimes. Now it's just coffee. I just drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know you can't. You've got to give yourself some slack. I think. Yeah. I, I it, it it was just it came from a place of fear. I think. And, and, and it's lack. comforting. It's comforting, isn't it, when you have something to eat initially? Yeah, and I just think I just because I wasn't yeah I wasn't satisfied with life at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I just didn't feel like anything was enough. I didn't feel like what I have or what I am is enough. And I, and I always felt like I needed to feel a certain way 
yeah for life for life to be what it's meant to be and we live in a world where we're encouraged to want more and see what others have have and look and have and what we haven't got you know yeah yeah and yeah we especially with social media and i don't know like just the media in general yeah absolutely we've shown we need to be yeah be perfect when that doesn't exist imperfect i believe imperfectionism is imperfection is perfection yeah yeah and i'm trying to learn practice that every day anyway sorry yeah that's okay that's okay moving on to your next song which is the bottom line can you introduce the person that sings this for me (laughs) Uh, it's a yeah it's a bit of a strange name i I only recently realized how to say it's oliver arnold's and uh i'll say the reason why i chose it it's another like deep song but i guess i kind kind of had a little bit of a spiritual awakening it sounds a bit deep and i realized that like no pleasures can really make you happy because they're not permanent and when you see that there's no going back so you mm-hmm. might as well accept there is nothing but that's everything yeah you know t- there's everything it, yeah. you get it yeah yeah and that's what this is about for me okay
that was the bottom line by Oliver Arnold. You're listening to Recovery Now Radio. Let's recover together. So we've talked quite a lot, Luca, about your addictions with alcohol and drugs, your eating disorder, and touched on uh, your OCD. Could you tell me what changed for you? What brought you into recovery? Was there a rock bottom? Yeah, well, it was complete rock bottom yeah a blessing in disguise actually my daughter wasn't necessarily planned but and at the time it was the most scary thing because I genuinely you know didn't think I was at all up to the task she kind of instigated yeah if, if she saved my life to be honest yeah. I I owe, owe her, well I owe her my life she's my daughter you know it was either live or die really that's where it got to I, I guess living was the only option. <laughs> it was the better option, you know? Is there that was no when you ch- found the living room? Was it two well, years ago? I found, do you know what? No, I actually, right. I found the living room. Well, I found the living room two years ago. So the day, so that last day I was in somebody, I was meant to be in work at eight o'clock in the morning. This is the last day I, I was, my last non-sober day. I had not turned up for work. And I remember everyone else had gone to bed and I was the last one up. And I was still on my own. And I was just like empty. And, I, and then I called talk to Frank for some reason, because I remember hearing about them. Yeah. And, and then they recommended the living room to me. And I just thought, all right, I've got to go. I've got to go. And then I went in the morning, uh, that morning. It was a Saturday, so they were actually closed, but there was a guy there. So I joined, and, he took, and I joined for a few weeks. And then I kind of got carried away. You know, you know I talk, I get high, I, I get, got carried away with my ego. And thought, oh, I don't need, I don't need this place. Uh, it's getting in the way of what I really want to do. I wanted to do singing lessons, I cu- and I couldn't keep. I was like, oh, I got work. I got to think of my priorities, and da, da da da. So I ended up going off on this tangent on my own for a while. Managed to stay off the alcohol and drugs for at least a year, but it, it all it all snowballed, and my mental health got bad again. And I realized that, addic- that the drugs and the alcohol for me were just like the, the icing on the cake of what was really there, you know, and what I really mm-hmm. had to look at. It was during the lockdown, maybe like mid-lockdown, I was, I was like, I've got I to gotta call, I've got to do it. And yeah, and I, and I haven't looked back really. Yeah, I think sobriety is a, is a lot more than putting down the substance, isn't it? it I yeah. think it becomes more about emotional sobriety and how you look at yourself and your behaviours in life. Yeah, and is it, and and I think still my life was very much about me a lot of the time in my head, mm-hmm. you know, and I didn't have enough space because I had so much in there that I I didn't even understand about myself, you know, and I was just kind of going, charging around, thinking like I think being sober really served my ego before the living room. Right. Because I could tell people, you know, I thought I was almost like special, like ah oh, yeah, I'm, I've done this on my own. You know, yeah. but then like the eating disorder stuff was still there and I was still having unhealthy relationships with people like, you know, partners. And I couldn't I had like attachment problems in, in, in a way. Um, like codependency. No, more like avoidance. Like I, I, w- I wouldn't let people in in a way. OK, m- my body would kind of shut off. I would yeah. shut off and just. Yeah. And I was, so I would be hurting people in some ways, you know, and that's not cool. I, I'm not proud of that. So but you were like, isolating, were you? Yeah, in a lot of ways. And like, it got very, very lonely. Very, very, very lonely. And and having that support, it's, it's, it's within the living room, it's actually okay 
to tell people how you feel and yes. dump emotionally dump without feeling guilty mm-hmm. and it's in it because it empowers the whole group it of empowers course, you yeah. and, empower, and, and the same comes back your way which is such a beautiful I think that's a mandatory requirement for me anyway Excellent. it's just for sober living yeah absolutely yeah well your next song is that's okay by John Wayne tell me about this song this is a bit different it's a hip-hop song and I do love okay. I, I do love hip-hop um when I sobered up, uh, um, I lost I lost a lot of people who I thought were friends, you know, and I saw who my real friends were and I realised I didn't actually have many at all. Mm. And, um, yeah, and people try to hold you back when you're, when you're, you know, when you're making better decisions for you who aren't in alignment with you anymore, without sounding big-headed. But that's what Let's this song, listen, yeah, kind of reminds me of. Okay. That's okay. My mind's blank anyway. I never have a thing to say. And if I do, I write a song about it. This ain't therapy, it's too crowded. Personality drowned out and stomped to soundless. Maimed even if you claim style to sound bits. Might as well be talking to myself up here. You never listen. What you fear is if you listen, you might hear some shit. So I clear these clips and hope the recoil kicks. I ain't trying to appease spoiled kids. See them down boil with the voice go rapping that Hamlet. They know that I'm ill, can't stand it. I don't f with the game, can't stand it. I'm too fat for these hoops, they demanding. I'm not a stand-in, I'm my own man. Yeah, I'm my own man. You better watch your mouth, cause I'm my own man. I ain't holding back for no one else. I'ma show you who I am with my own hands. I'm a cold man. Oh man, I'ma do it my way till I'm a old man You better feel what I say for my soul, man I'm a own man, my own man That's okay My mind's blank anyway I never have a thing to say And if I do, I ain't telling you I've been silent for a minute growing up with my nephews I was an alcoholic quitting cold turkey in the cabin When I home, I had to clean out the cabinet when I home and had to clean out the contacts Just some people who would never call me back Then I drop a hundred pounds like a lad in a lap dance Magic up in my pan, y'all are writing something tragic Stanzas can't stand up, rebranded damage Asinine anti-aspirin, outlandish rapping Only for the cash mercenary ass Can't hold a damn candle to a light bulb Bing, Google and Bing me, King me If you wanna compete, boy, you catch me in a different kind of scenery Singing on my own, man Oh man, you better watch your f***ing mouth cause I'm my own man I ain't holding back for no one else I'ma show you who I am with my own hands I'm a cold man, old man I'ma do it my way till I'm an old man You better feel what I say for my soul, man I'm my own man, old man That's okay My mind's blank anyway I never have a thing to say And if I do, I'll let the city sing it that was that's okay by john wayne you're listening to recovery now radio let's recover together still a, a chill vibe to that song though luca <laughs> there's definitely a thing going on here you must have such a peaceful life now it is a lot more peaceful yeah yeah, yeah but you know there is my mind isn't always peaceful <laughs> you well know? let's talk about recovery now then when you 
found recovery and you came back to the living room and stayed with the living room, what changed for you? What did you learn about yourself? What happened? I learned that sometimes how you feel and how, what you're thinking isn't real. I learned that being vulnerable is the most important thing, really, and allowing yourself to kind of be open and to connect and connect connecting with people who understand you is it's just so it's so freeing because I've I've realized that I can't judge anybody no for whatever for whatever they've done and, and, and the same in the in the living room like nobody nobody judges you at all and you can be any person if you want recovery they will help you with that and they will show you that love and support which is what I think every addict is is missing from within themselves they they just want love and they don't know how to find yeah. it and I don't mean the romantic kind of maybe the romantic kind of love but I mean love in the way that is like you know true kind of support and love and yeah care and compassion care yeah care and compassion yeah which is what you get in the living room and people people really go out of their way for you sometimes I feel like still sometimes I feel like it's a bit of a one-way street and you know people are helping me more than I'm helping other people and sometimes and I, and I get told not to feel bad about that which is like so you know beautiful <laughs> yeah what you don't realize is that everything that you say is having an impact on somebody else's experience in life and they can draw from what you're saying and relate it to themselves yeah and and people they they value vulnerability like vulnerability is like like in society if you're vulnerable it's almost like shameful at times yeah people make you feel bad about being vulnerable or and it's happened to me a lot i guess and i think that's what we stand for here in the living room isn't it is being open and accepting yeah. and to learn to accept yourself really yeah and be the real us. And all. yeah yeah be the real us the person that you were meant to be you know yeah and i guess having a some kind of I don't mean from not like a non-preachy place, but having some kind of spiritual practice for me has like really, really helped me. Yes. Uh, kind of surrendering myself to something bigger than myself to like just help me. I don't know. And I feel like the living room helps me strengthen that. I totally agree with you. I think the living room does a great job, but I also think that spiritual path is key to keep him well. Yeah, I mean, spirituality can mean like anything. It can just it can mean just like practicing some meditation or mm -hmm. journaling, or, or or it can be like you know believing in I don't know religion or something. It can be lots of different things. Of course, yeah. And and it, and it, it just for me realizing that I am not my thoughts, I'm not my feelings. Um, I am the one that witnesses those. You know, it's a practice. It's not always easy to remember that, but it's been life changing for me. Yeah. Um, and also having. Uh, yeah and having <laughs> sounds my... I, two years ago I would have laughed at myself for saying this <laughs> honestly but having yeah like a, a, higher, a higher power there to yeah honestly I, I I have to pray most mornings in a non-fearful way in a, in, a, in a loving way you know not like in a I think a lot of people hear about religion and or spirituality and they think it, like it comes from fear you know like have to pray the badness away or uh, it is, it's not like that it's more it's more it's more about like i don't know handing it, it over to an yeah owner. saying okay i can't control everything and let's just see, see if something else can do it for me and in my case my life has improved right my life is improving and since that and also it's i'm more accepting of 
myself and you know mm -hmm. I think that's what's really helped me with that well it sounds like um it, it, says, it sounds idyllic actually like a really peaceful life and I know it's a work in progress and we have to do it on a daily basis but I'm sure your life is a, is a lot more serene now than it used to be well I'm I've 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 got a partner now I've got a two and a half year old girl I'm my yeah my life's starting to kind of go into I'm starting to be excited again for things you know it's definitely better but you know I think being an addict is like stand, someone else mentioned this to me before but it is like standing on a knife and you've got to balance that knife mm -hmm. you know you've got to be careful not you've got to not careful but you just got to let yourself let you got to stop trying to control it yourself really yeah let people in let hand it over yes absolutely your next song is called your song by elton john why did mm -hmm. you choose one? for me this is me and my daughter's song so my daughter was a huge part of my recovery and she will be for the rest of my life she's the best thing that ever happened to me and we dance in the kitchen to it sometimes <laughs> yeah don't have much money, but boy, if I did, I'd buy a big house where we both could live. If I was a sculptor, but then again, no, or a man who makes potions in a traveling show. I know it's not much, but it's the best I can do. My gift is my song, and this one's for you. And you can tell everybody this is your song. It may be quite simple, but. Now that it's done I hope you don't mind I hope you don't mind That I put down in the words How wonderful life is While you're in the world The verses, well, they've got me quite cross But the sun's been quite kind While I wrote this song It's for people like you that Keep it turned on So excuse me for getting But these things I do See, I've forgotten if they're green or they're blue. Anyway, the thing is, what I really mean. Yours are the sweetest guys I've ever seen. 
was your song by Elton John you're listening to Recovery Now Radio let's recover together I was singing along there with you Luca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah nice to sing along to that song isn't it I wanted to ask you now to think back to that anxious child that you used to be and given all the knowledge that you have now in your recovery what would the sober you say to the younger you if you met now I think you just give him a hug really Give him a yes. hug and he'd say and he'd say doesn't matter <laughs> Nah, it does matter it does i think uh, i don't really know what i'd say i think i think i'd say i just say it's gonna be okay you are enough mm-hmm. that's what i'd say i'd say you are worthy yeah. that's what i'd say that's what everyone needs to know indeed we all need to know that it's a, sometimes it's a cruel world isn't it but um now we've so, found recovery we can we can pass that message on yeah, and that's definitely the the main part of recovery is helping others. Yeah, you know, who who want to want to recover. How how do you do that on a daily basis? Then do you do that? I think you don't want to throw things down, force things down people's throats in a way. I think for me anyway, because you can't force anyone anything on anyone. But yeah. I think I, what I've learned is really important to just kind of live by example. Yeah, and if you if you give somebody advice, if I give somebody advice. Uh, I I kind of tell them from my perspective and how it's benefited me, and then if they're willing to listen, if they want to, if they want to listen, that's entirely you know entirely up to them. You know, encouraging people just to talk about things and making them feel comfortable. It's okay to be weird. It's okay to. It's, it's okay, okay for you. It's okay, yeah. It's okay to be you, yeah. Like what is normal? <laughs> no one. And that's what we're doing here now with this radio station. We're reaching out to people all across the world and telling them that there is hope. It's okay to be yourself. And when mm. you're ready, when you're ready, because you have to want it, there is help out there, you know? Yeah, and that help is, I can't emphasise enough how much that help has benefited me and others around me, really. So thanks to the living room, i got to say. Like, thank you for you guys. Like I said, sometimes I get, uh, you know, lose not lose touch, but I, you know, get carried away in my life. And the living room never judges me for that. And they, they're always there and they're always supportive. To bring um, you back down and ground yeah. you again. Yeah. And they all, they always ground me with, a, with open arms. Yeah. So that's invaluable, really. I totally it? agree. Absolutely, yeah. Before we play your last song... I wanted to say a little bit about the living room and, you know, my thanks to the living room for helping us put on this radio, this radio station and the mm. living room and at Variad that the umbrella they come under now. 
Okay. And uh, thank you to the listeners for tuning in today and listening to me and you, Luca. Yeah, thank thanks. you to Greg in the background who uh, never gets any praise and never gets seen or heard. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to encourage people to like, comment, share, and especially subscribe to Mixcloud so you can hear stories like Luca's bringing you hope on a daily basis. And um, your final song, Luca, is Here Comes the River by Patrick Watson. Tell me about this one. Well, it's, it is it is a, an emotional song again. Oh, God, you must think I'm... <laughs> I'm very flannel. chilled. I'm very chilled. <laughs> um, no, but, um, yeah, life can be really, really, really hard. And we, we struggle. We struggle. We suffer. Life is suffering. And we can all stand through that, you know, mm-hmm. together, I guess. Let's recover together. <laughs> Let's recover together. Bring it on. Crowds of umbrellas are standing miserably. Well, Mary kept sewing, holding on to a TV. Even if the water rising past and knees Here comes the river Coming on strong But you can't keep your head above these troubled waters Here comes the river
Gostetjes. Gostetjes.